Hey, this is Paige Schreiber on the campus of Huntington University, and you're listening to Rooted, an in-depth conversation with people on interesting topics that matter to the Forrester family. Make sure you subscribe to Rooted on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spotify or Google Play, or anywhere that has podcasts. Also, make sure to listen to Forrester Radio on 105.5 WQHU, radio with roots. Today, I'm joined by Shelby Price, a senior double major in film and broadcasting, to talk about her semester in L.A. But hey, Shelby, how are you? Well, I'm, I'm doing okay. How are you? Not too bad. Um, thanks for joining me on our first episode of Senior Conversations. Hey, thanks for having me. Glad to be a part of it. Yeah, of course. Um, Shelby's actually one of my best friends I've made at Huntington. Um, and it's pretty hard because she left me to go to L.A. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all good. So can you just start off by telling me, um, how do you find out about L.A. and, like, what made you want to go? So before I even went to Huntington, when I was visiting different schools and trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my, like, college career, uh, Lance had mentioned about the best semester abroad opportunity. And honestly, that's what sold Huntington for me. Being able to still go to school in my home state and be close enough to my family where it was like a new experience, but if I wanted to go home, I still could at some point, Mm -hmm. but having the opportunity later on to explore and get to see like, not like, not specifically the real world of film, but a much brighter version of film because Mm -hmm. Indiana doesn't have a ton to offer in terms of the video production world. There is stuff, but Los Angeles is the hub for it. And be, having an opportunity to be actually able to go out there and just kind of be thrown into the industry for a semester and see if that's something that I'd want to do really, really was interesting to me. So, yeah, once they first told me about it, I was like, hmm, okay, well, I can't see myself living in Los Angeles. I couldn't just see myself packing everything going, but I could see myself going out there for a little while just to get a feel for it and see if it's something that I'd want to do instead of just trying to live out there after college and having no security doing it through school. Like it, it just made me feel better and I was really excited to be able to go. Yeah, that is really cool. Um, so the school out there is LAFSC. Trying to get into their school. So you had to apply yourself. So what was the application like? The application is quite long. Um, <laughs> it's, I'm, I'm going to be real honest. It was a little bit stressful because you can't apply until the semester before you go. So I applied fall 2019 for my senior year spring 2020 semester. And I didn't find out personally until October that I had gotten in. So it kind of was like, it was, it was a long, stressful process. And honest, it's not hard to get into. Like, as long as you're a good student and as long as you are actually passionate about film, you'll be able to go. But you just have to actually, like, you really have to fill out the questions well and answer, like, the essays and stuff. And that kind of was not fun having to reapply for college pretty much. But it was definitely worth it. And I'm, I'm really glad that I got accepted into it. Yeah, that sounds really cool. So once you got accepted, um, and a couple of our other friends went out with you traveling across the country, you actually drove from Indiana to Los Angeles. Yeah, so I personally left from Logansport, and I met up with uh, Charles Lowry and Sean McClellan in Westfield, Indiana. Mm -hmm. And 
they rode together. Charlie ended up, he drove out and Sean decided to just ride with him instead of taking his own car out. And I was driving by myself the entire trip. <laughs> so we can't, we did a little caravan out together. Um, yeah, getting to drive out there was probably one of the coolest experiences I've ever gotten to do because I, the furthest west that I've been was like Minneapolis, which is not very west. <laughs> um, so it was really awesome to be able to see like an entire new part of the United States that I've never got to experience. So, um, yeah, our drive was 45 hours. Um, it was, yeah, it was a lot, and it was definitely not an easy task. Most days we only drove, like, six hours or so, but there was one day where we drove eight hours and 45 minutes straight, and that was hard. <laughs> that was very, very <laughs> difficult. Yeah, we, I mean, like, stayed in Oklahoma City, Albuquerque, Flagstaff, Vegas, and then we stayed, we got to LA um, two days early just so we could actually like breathe before yeah. we act, before we moved in and just kind of were thrown into school. So, but yeah, I got, I just got to see so many different states and I got to see like the Grand Canyon and Las Vegas and all of the mountains and New Mexico. It was just, it was so gorgeous. And mm-hmm. I, I loved doing it. And we only had, well, actually like four minutes into the drive, we stopped to get gas right before we headed out, and <laughs> Sean drove the van to the gas station because he'd never drove the van before. And um, when we went to leave the gas station, like, six lights came on in Charlie's car, and he's like, dude, what, what's happening? And I was like, we're not even out of Indiana. What is wrong with this? <laughs> and his van, like, I, I guess Sean accidentally kicked the emergency brake. And so they didn't know how to turn it off. So I had to fix the stupid emergency brake. <laughs> but the only other problem is, is when we were in Arizona, there was a freak like snowstorm and we couldn't see where we were driving on the way back from the Grand Canyon. Oh, wow. <laughs> there was no highway. And so, yeah, it was really, really difficult to drive back. And then my headlight went out and then I kicked it really hard and it turned back on. So, and it's wow. still on to this day. So, <laughs> headlights works. Pro tip. I'm just kidding. Please don't do that. <laughs> but, yeah, wow. it was really awesome. Yeah, that sounds like a journey. Uh, yeah, um, it was definitely a journey. The word yeah. you could use. <laughs> yeah, so after your really long drive, um, what was the atmosphere like compared to Indiana? Because, obviously, the weather would be completely different than what we had. Like, we had, like, the crafty snow where it was on and off. But L.A. was probably super sunny. <laughs> yeah, the entire time that I was there, before the week that everything kind of, you know, went downhill, um, it, had, it had rained twice. That's it. Wow. Yeah, it was every day. It was so funny when we got there because it was like, I don't know, like 65 or something. Mm-hmm. And I was, all of us were so warm and we all had T-shirts and shorts on. But literally, like, the funniest thing, and to this, to this day it's still hilarious to me, but whenever it dipped below, like, I don't know, like 68 or 67, people would wear winter coats. And that is the <laughs> most confusing thing I've ever seen. But I, like, the atmosphere is so, so different out there. We can't, like, we haven't run into traffic until about probably, like, Nevada, like, when we got into Las Vegas and then heading towards L.A. That, oh, my gosh. Just, I thought I was prepared because I was in Chicago, like, every other weekend when I was here. And I have no problem driving there. I don't think the traffic's that bad. But, oh, Lord, 
nothing compares to Los Angeles traffic. So different. And also, like, the speed limit out there, like, almost everywhere is, like, 75, which is the nicest thing in the entire world. <laughs> as soon as we got into L.A., you could just feel the air difference. It was, mm-hmm. like, especially me because my lungs just, you know, aren't great. So <laughs> as soon as we got out there, it was like, oh, man, this is heavier air. But the weather was so worth it. Oh, my gosh, I miss it. Okay. Something else that was kind of different than Indiana was, like, the lifestyle that L.A. people lived. Um, was it hard for you to kind of, like, I know you probably had to slightly adjust your lifestyle to how it is in L.A. Um, was that difficult at all for you? You definitely had to kind of get just used to the really fast pace and the unknown. Mm-hmm. Because things come up really quickly. Like, opportunities will be like, hey, randomly, there's this thing tonight, and we could meet this person. Do you want to go? Like, it was spur-of-the-moment, spontaneous adventures, which that's definitely me, but I'm also like, oh, my gosh, slow down. But <laughs> I, I'm used to living pretty fast-paced, but definitely adjusting to, like, giving yourself over an hour and a half extra to go anywhere because to drive two miles was, like, 40 minutes. Like, it was insane. I, you definitely, like, that was the hardest adjustment was trying to figure out, oh, my gosh, when do I leave for work to get there at 10 a.m.? Like, I had to leave every day, like, an hour, a full hour early just to mm-hmm. get to work that was, like, four miles away. Another thing that was really different was you walk everywhere. Like, we walked to school every single day, and it was, o- I think it was over a mile away. I'm actually, I'm not positive. But it was quite the walk in the morning, so, like, every morning we would leave at, if we had a 10 a.m., we'd leave at, like, 9.25 mm-hmm. and head out and walk all to class together. And so, like, it was it was super cool to see just the difference in, like, Huntington being this small town and this small campus. And, I mean, like, LAFSC isn't even a campus. It's an office. Mm-hmm. Like, it is literally just a singular office. It branches out into, like, other little offices. And you have a couple classrooms, but it's in this giant building on Wilshire, and it's just, it's so, so different. It was definitely not something I was expecting, but I actually really enjoyed it. So you mentioned your classes. Um, what were your classes like? Were they similar to what your classes at Huntington were like, or were they completely different? We had a couple classes. So you had your internship, which mm-hmm. the internship is a whole other story. <laughs> but you have your internship class, which really, it's not a class necessarily. It's mainly you're actually going to your internship and working. You do have meetings. And then you have faith and artistic development, which you're required to take. That one's very, very similar. It's a, it's kind of similar to like film history, where mm-hmm. sometimes you'll watch movies and then you'll discuss it. But it's mainly about like breaking down themes of movies. So that one was really good. I actually enjoyed that class a lot. But it was very similar to classes that I've taken at Huntington. There's the Hollywood Production Workshop, which is basically like senior film, except it's not a film. It's a TV pilot. Um, And that was really, really interesting of how things work, especially, like, on the TV industry. I'm used to film sets and all the regulations you have to have for that and all the positions. But for TV, it's different. It's really different, which was very interesting. Like, specifically, the one that was the weirdest to me was that we had showrunners. And then you got to pick an elective. And my elective that I chose was professional acting. Uh-huh. Um, and that that was a hard class. Like I'm not I'm not gonna say it was easy by any means because you really were thrown into the acting world. And 
it's something that I've always been interested in, but never actually pursued like literally anything in except in middle school. I did like theater. This one, it was very, very busy. Like you had, you had to memorize like seven pages of scripts within a couple days and turn around and perform it in front of the class. Like we had Sunny Bowling come in, which is um, it's a company. Well, it's a, it's a lady, but it's also a company that's in the same building as us. But they're like, they, she's literally like, I forget who all the people she said, but it's like John Depp and like Ashton, like all those kind of people. Like she's casted oh, them. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they were casting agents um, and they came in and taught us like how to audition in a casting audition. Like it, and it was, it's a lot. It's very stressful, but it was super, super fun. And I, I loved that class. Some similarities to Huntington, but definitely worth it because they're, they're different enough that you're learning a whole other side of film. So you had mentioned about the internship and how Chris helped you get it. Can you explain like a little bit about your internship and like what you got to do while you were out there? Yeah, of course. They're hard to get. It's not something that is an easy task. Um, so don't don't just assume that it'll come to you. <laughs> For anybody that's listening to this that plans on going to LA, it's not just gonna happen. It takes a while and it takes a ton of effort. A couple weeks in, I got hired. But me and a couple of the other LAFSC students also got hired there. And it was it was supposed to be like a post job. We were supposed to be doing like music videos, which is my passion. So I was really, really excited. I was going to get to edit professional music videos. The three of us that were hired there, we showed up and it was this tiny, tiny office that barely one person could fit into with one computer and the building allowed cigarettes, smoking. And it was it was just not a good thing. Mm-hmm. And thank God Chris helped us, and she was like, no, like that's, that's not a place you need to be, so let's, let's figure this out and let's find you a new place. And so um, she, we ended up being able to work with her, and she helped us find a new place. And um, I interviewed personally at Alcon Entertainment, which is a TV production and movie production house. Um, or company, I should say, not house. And he mentioned to me that they had a music division called Alcon Sleeping Giant. And he was like, that kind of sounds more your pace. Is that something you'd want to look into? And I was like, I, I, yeah. <laughs> so he set me up with an interview with Hunter, who was my supervisor. And I ended up working there. And it was the best internship that I could have possibly had. I loved it so much. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Another huge thing that people have, um, um, that there's not really a whole lot of Christian aspects to L.A., did you see Christianity play at all, like, within your experience over there? It was it was nice to not be so in a Christian environment because mm-hmm. the real world is not Huntington. Like, we're not just going to have – don't have – designated chapel and we don't have designated classes in real life that teach you about Christianity it's on your own it is your own belief and you have to live it like that if you want to so kind of stepping away from Huntington and just you're still not a full adult you're not really doing the whole adult thing but you really are living like a separate life from Huntington when you're out there you can definitely see Christianity out there and that is a huge belief out there me and Charlie I didn't get to go every Sunday because I had a lot of things going on but um he tried to go almost every Sunday uh to Hillsong Church um they have a division in Los Angeles and 
that by far was one of the coolest church experiences I've ever had. I absolutely loved it. It was so like, it was so built for our age. The pastor was awesome. And every week they had different speakers and it was, it was just so cool. And it was, it wasn't even in a church. It was in a concert venue, which Mm -hmm. I personally really loved. Like even in our, our group, like all my classmates, one of them ended up, she ended up building her own worship night and she got together some people that played some instruments and they had worship nights together. And um, RRD, like she had uh, weekly like family nights so we could all come over and eat and play games. And like, if we need to pray over anything or if we just needed to de-stress and pray over our stress, like it was, there still is so much out there in terms of Christianity. You just, it's instead of it being like, said to you you have to find it yourself you can't just go to small group like you have to find somebody that you want to be with like that kind of thing yeah that's that's really interesting that honestly probably is like a, a good experience just to be able to like because you've been like installed in christianity for so long like it's yeah. like the environment's been there forever and so like being able to say like yeah i'm an actual christian because like in an environment that's not fully christian yep, exactly. i can out here so that that's pretty cool And so you actually touched about um, doing some fun things, like you said, like, just, like, (laughs) saving some extra time just to go have, like, fun events, like, at night and whatever, spontaneously. Can you tell um, everyone about what kind of experiences you did get to go to and, like, get out there? Yeah, of course. Um, Actually, before I say that, one of the funniest things to me is before I came to L.A., and every time these seniors would come back, Every time we'd ask them, did you meet any famous people? And almost all of them said no. And I was so mad that they all kept saying no. And I was like, you know what? No, uh-uh. I am going to meet famous people. <laughs> so um, there's an app called One Iota. And I knew about this because I'd gotten to go to a Fall Out Boy concert through them. But basically, it's like a lottery for tickets. You sign up. You tell them why you want these tickets. And if your name gets put into, like, this generator thingy, you get tickets. And that's how you get to go to late night shows. And that's how you get to go to movie premieres and stuff. And the second day that I was there, (laughs) I decided to enter into my first premiere. And me, Sean, and Charlie all got in. We went to the Chinese Theater, which is gorgeous. But we got to go to a red carpet premiere with all the actors there. Since then, I had fallen in love with that. And so I signed up for every website I possibly could have to get free tickets to go to things. And I got to go to, like, like pre-screenings of, like, To All the Boys, P.S. I Still Love You. And, oh, my gosh, I can't even think of all the ones that I got to. And I got to go to, like, secret screenings that I still can't talk about because the movies aren't out yet. Um, I went to The Voice. I got to sit in the audience for that. And I was, you know, 10 feet away from Nick Jonas. He waved at me. It was great. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, and I would say probably the coolest one that I possibly did uh, is I went to the prim- – it was it was not a red carpet premiere. It was a yellow carpet premiere for um, Spencer Confidential with Mark Wahlberg. And I actually got to meet Mark Wahlberg, which was seriously one of the coolest experiences ever because you see all the – you see these people on TV and in movies all the time. And to, I, I have a photo with him. And to actually just be able to be like, oh, my God, I have a photo with Mark Wahlberg. Like, What? It was uh, it was awesome, but yeah, I got I got to do a ton of those things, and then I went to like I went to America's Got Talent, went to The Price Is Right. Yeah, I just 
I got to do a lot of experiences. And honestly, like, I was wearing myself out very, very badly. And I knew that I was, but thank God that I did because I didn't <laughs> do everything that I wanted to do. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I was very, very thankful that I got to go to so many different things. And I just, I, there's just, there's so many opportunities out there. And I just, I can't even explain how awesome Los Angeles is to get to go and do those type of things. So I'm going to kind of like turn the conversation a little bit. Um, we all know that the coronavirus has affected us all greatly. But one thing it did was affect your guys' experience. What was it like getting told that you had to leave LA? Yeah, we had four days to pack up and move out. So my fiance was out in Los Angeles when everything was going wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, he was vacationing. And I had gone to my internship that Wednesday. My job specifically, like where I was at, um, the French embassy was next to us. And so they were talking about um, possibly shutting our work down and having to work from home because so many foreign like foreigners were coming in and out of the building and obviously like if they had gotten off planes and stuff and LAX was one of like the most like toxic places to be like that was a breeding ground for corona Um, and so it was nothing against like the people that were coming in it was literally just the fact that they're coming from other countries and they're coming off of like from LAX and it's very dangerous and we were directly next to them so like my job the day before everything was happening was talking about shutting down and having to work remotely. And then the next day um, we had our acting class and this was when we were with um, Sunny Bowling. And so we were doing our, we were out, we had to audition for her. So like class was really fun. And, but in the middle of it, um, John came and got Chris, which are two of our professors that I mentioned earlier. Um, he pulled her out of the class and I was like, that's not good. And the biggest problem like, the thing that worried us the most is we knew that LAFSC was waiting to see what, like, UCLA and USC were going to do, because if they shut down, we were going to, too. Mm-hmm. And that, the day before, within, like, eight hours, they had shut down. During class, we got an email, and it said, emergency meeting at 1 o'clock to LAFSC's uh, room, and just be, everybody has to be there unless you're feeling sick. Please stay home. Um, and so Chris came back in after class was over and I looked at her and I said, are we about to get really depressed? And she said, yeah. She said, as of two hours ago, the DC office officially shut down the program for LAFSC. So what that meant was that they no longer were allowed to have us there. They weren't telling us when we had to move out. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people, because, like, I mean, if you think about it, we had, like, foreign exchange students that were from other countries, and they had already grounded flights. Yeah. Like, at that point, that meant, like, those people couldn't leave. So somebody was like, what day are you guys planning on making us leave? Like, by when? And he goes, the, it, the goal is by Monday. And that they told us that Thursday. Oh. So we had, all of us were like, excuse me? Like, what, what do you mean by, What? For me personally, the main reason I went to Huntington was to go to L.A. So to have the experience just be suddenly done was really difficult. So the other really difficult part for me, at least, was that you <laughs> and Jenna were supposed to land that next morning. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, 
we had already like had everything planned for like where you guys were staying and everything like that. And so I, I got back to my apartment and like, I had like six things I had to do. It was like, call my parents and tell them, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know if I'm coming home. I don't know if I'm driving. Like, I don't, I have no idea, but just know that LAFSE is done and I have to figure it out. And then I had to call my internship and quit. Um, and that, that was probably one of the hardest parts for me because I loved working there. And like literally that Wednesday I had signed my first artist. Like I had finally done something really cool at my job and, and then it was just all ripped away. So it was overload. Like it was the most stressful weekend that I honestly think I've ever lived through. Cause it was just like, you're being kicked out of this apartment. And like, that was something that we all were like, so confused on I don't understand we've already paid how are they taking our lease away issue was is that the lease was under LAFSC and since LAFSC was shut down anybody could move into that apartment on Monday they couldn't move new tenants in Monday it was insane and like I still don't think I've processed all of it yeah (laughs) like I wake up and I'm like why am I in Indiana like I don't get this but for me personally it was um we ended up canceling Derek's flight home. Uh, we packed up my car in three days, and that Sunday, we left. So from Thursday to Sunday, I had everything out of my apartment and said goodbye to all my roommates and headed out. That was at the point where we weren't sure what they were going to do and when, like, lockdowns were going to happen and when if they were going to instate border controls for states, like, you couldn't leave your state. Like, we had no idea. So we were trying our best to get home as fast as we could. And so that meant um, Sunday we drove to Flagstaff, Arizona. We stayed. Monday we left for uh, Colorado and stayed with my ex-roommate, which was lovely to see her again, but not on those terms. A lot of people were like, why are you driving north? That doesn't make any sense. You need to be going, just keep going over to Indiana. The main reason we did that was because if they were to say you can't leave whatever state you're in, we at least knew somebody there. Yeah. And so we stayed in um, Colorado with her, Alamosa, Colorado. And then um, we, the next morning, so that Tuesday, we drove 18 hours straight to Logansport, Indiana. And I got home at like 6.45 in the morning. I genuinely don't remember. <laughs> like, I was so completely out of it by the time I got home. Just finding out that, like, what you worked towards, like, your entire college career was, it was done, was heartbreaking. And then has this affected you finishing your semester? Because um, a lot of us are doing online schooling. Um, is that the same for you guys? Like, because I know you had an acting class, and I'd be a little bit difficult to do. Um, and do you still have to do your internship as well? Yeah been really confusing because yeah like specifically when you're in abroad in like semester it is very very Mm hands-on um and like for instance the main point of that semester was to make a tv pilot episode and we were that weekend that we ended up moving out was supposed to be our last weekend of production so we were halfway through finishing the biggest project we were working on ever. Yeah. Um, and that, that was done. You, you, we only got halfway through it. That was also really, really upsetting. And like, for me, per, like my job was marketing. So to, 
to me, it wasn't as heartbreaking because it wasn't something that I wrote. It wasn't something that, like, I helped craft. But it still was, it was so infuriating to be like, we've worked so hard to do this. Yes, our classes aren't really online. Like, we're not really doing, like, we're not doing the Zoom class, like, nothing like that. Like, occasionally we're having meetings with our professors over, like, Zoom Mm -hmm. just to kind of check in with them. And it sucks because it's not, it's not what we're paying for. That's the hardest part to me is like, this is, I'm not, I didn't pay to write papers. I paid to be in Los Angeles. And I know that it's none of their faults and it's completely out of their control because this is just such a mess. But like, it it sucks because like now literally what we're having to do is like, okay, you can choose to write three papers over this list of movies and how they use their skills to blah, blah, blah. Or you could do two creative projects, like do a painting based on a show or do a set of 20 photographs based on a television or movie, like something like that. The workshop, which was the TV pilot, um, basically they're just asking us to edit what we can, like put together as much as we can. If there's not an ending, there's not an ending because we didn't finish filming. But put together what you made just so they have the proof that we did our project. My acting class, one of the things that sucks like the most to me was like we had an entire like two weeks where professional teachers were coming in to teach us like improv and things like that so that that doesn't happen now like we're we can't do that there's still like I'm still getting to do my acting stuff and I'm still like she's still critiquing us and she's still giving us all that information but like it's not the same oh and then our internship um that that was the hardest thing to figure out because um the day that it shut down she told us that we had to quit and if they offered us like a position at that point we were allowed to take it if we wanted to but like they couldn't house us they could like that wasn't it was all on us if we decided to take it together so um I actually I got an email from Chris um the other day and it was like okay so here's what's happening like you still have to get hours because I was 31 hours short Mm-hmm. Um, and if I didn't get those hours, I had to accept the grade that I had based on the average hours that I had, and that meant I got a 69 in the class, wow. um, which it, it absolutely sucks because none of us are like, what are we? how do we do an internship when we're not there? Like, we're not getting the experience that we're supposed to be getting. Yeah. Um, so yesterday, I finally was able to figure out something with Alcon where, like, I'm able to do some, like, paperwork and stuff remotely, which isn't, like, super fun. But um, I'm still going to get to complete my hours. So at least for me, I know that I'm able to finish the internship personally. But, like, a couple other students, they're having the issue of, like, like one of them, um, they would edit, like, um, really, really uh, contracted stuff you could not talk about. Uh, So they had to sign so many NDAs to be allowed. Like, it was, like... It was trailers for, like, Fox movies. Like, it was huge, huge things. And they can't they can't do that because the hard drives that hold all that footage from all of those films, they're locked in a room in Los Angeles. And, like, that person specifically that worked at the one I'm talking about, she's, in, like, she's pretty much in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So, like, she can't do that job. Like, she cannot finish that internship. Mm-hmm. So... It, it's been really stressful because on top of, you know, like literally having your senior year just completely ripped away from you and then all of a sudden having to move back home and then getting home and realizing that you don't have a job because everything shut down. So you're like 
sort of in post-grad, but not officially, but, like, you also don't have a job and you can't be an adult. It's very confusing. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that, that's kind of how our school is going about it. It's, it's the best that they can do. And, like I said, it's none of their faults. This was not planned for because, you know, who plans for a pandemic? But Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, in the end, I know you probably wish you could have had more time um, but was this experience, like, worth going out there even though it was cut short? Absolutely. Like, there, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change a thing that happened while I was there. Mm-hmm. Um, it was absolutely incredible to be able to say, like, I worked in Hollywood. Like, I got to be on, like, I got to walk through, like, Grey's Anatomy set. Like, <laughs> like, it was just, it was so, so cool. And just to say, like, like, I got to see some really awesome things. And LAFSC, like, the people that have gone there are doing huge things. Like, the guy that wrote and uh, I think co-directed, that might be totally wrong, um, Jeff Mercy, mm-hmm. he went to LAFSC. Like, oh, wow. Yeah, and then, like, oh, man, The Shape of Water, the dude that played the monster, he went to LAFSC. And he just sent us a video yesterday. Like, he was That's like, really first, cool. Yeah, it, it, like, LAFSC is so, so worth it. And yeah, our experience definitely uh, is the weirdest semester that they, I hope, will ever have. Like, I hope nothing like this ever happens again where it's just, it's just done. But like I said, I wouldn't change anything. Like, I'm so, so thankful that I got the opportunity to go out and, you know, live in Los Angeles. And although I don't think L.A. is in my future of permanent living, it's definitely in my future of this is somewhere I want to be able to go when I want to. And, like, I've made so many connections that you can't make here. Like, I've met incredible people, and I just – I get to – like, I met the director of um, The Turning. Like, I gave her my business card. I met um, I met the show writer for Hunters, and I gave him my business card. I can't explain the amount of things that just well, – they were incredible. And so, yeah, anybody that is, like, on the verge of thinking, like, should I do this? Should I not just do it? Like, you will not regret it. Like, it, it's not easy. Moving across the country – and, like, luckily I wasn't alone – but moving across the country and, like, trying to plan a wedding on top of that, like, it, it is so, so stressful. But, oh, my God, it is incredible. Um, so another question I have is, what are your plans post-graduation? Um, and how – and I'm probably the pandemic has probably changed it a little bit. Um, but what are you hoping to get out of it once this all starts to calm down? So, yeah, uh, it definitely has changed. Um because I had a very, very, like, set plan in my brain where um, I was going to graduate, like, I was going to come back um, to Logan Sport for the summer. I was uh, going to work at Applebee's and then get married in October and move to Nashville, Tennessee. Um, that, was, that was kind of the plan. Um, it, that's not really the plan currently. I still made a lot of connections, and I still met a lot of people that need things edited. Mm-hmm. Um, and although, like, things have halted currently, there's still a lot that needed to be done. So the plan, as of now, 
is that uh, just kind of looking for freelance jobs as much as I possibly can. I have recently been applying um, for jobs still in Nashville and um, Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah, I'm kind of just, my plan right now is just trying to keep a positive attitude, which is really difficult for me because I'm the most negative person in the entire world. But um, still looking for jobs and still kind of doing what I planned on doing. And once once this whole thing is over, which hopefully is sooner rather than later, things are going to be going the fastest they've ever gone because everybody has to catch up. Like now is really the opportunity to reach out to people because uh, you never know who you're going to get in contact with. Like, like one of Ellen's producers, like he messaged me back the other day and I messaged him three months ago, like, but he's at home and he has nothing else to do. So he was just checking his stuff and he saw my message. Yeah. I guess the plan is just try to find as many different opportunities of jobs that I can while this is happening, but still look for the future and like just knowing that like this will end like this this will it'll be we'll be okay like the mm-hmm. world will go back to normal at some point it's just going to take a little while but yeah it's just it's just trying to like keep moving forward I guess um so finally I wanted to ask um if you could reflect on one memory that you had at HU from HU people um that really impacted like your entire time at school yeah, so um, sophomore year, I found that one of my favorite bands, AJR, was doing a free show in Cincinnati on Labor Day weekend. And as I was looking it up, I found out that it's like one of the like best fireworks shows in the Midwest. And I was like, guys, let's all go. And so I think 11 people went that year. <laughs> um that's where I met, like, that's where I really became close with some of, like, my absolute best friends, because, like, Jennifer and Emma and Charlie and Sean and Jacob and Maddo, like, it was the weirdest <laughs> group of people, but we all got to go, and it was, it was so, so fun, and so um, every year since then, we've gone. It was so much fun, and, like, that became a tradition, and another thing that I can think of that became a tradition with us is going to Steak and Shake after the film festival that has always been one of my absolute favorite things to do because it's just, it's so fun. Cause I mean, like the steak and shake and Fort Wayne that we go to literally takes like two hours to get your food. But it's, yeah, <laughs> we get to go and we just get to, we get to like reflect on the year and I still like, we're still going to do it after all this was said and done. We're still going to go to steak and shake one last time and just have, mm-hmm. just have fun. Cause I have that. That's where I like, like I said, like those kind of events, I got to be with some of my best friends that I met at Huntington that made the four years worth it. So yeah, yeah, that was definitely those two things are two things that immediately. I'm like, yeah, I love those events. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you, Shelby, for taking time out of your day to talk with me. Of course. <laughs> Thanks for you. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> And thank you guys for listening to the first episode of Rooted Senior Conversations. If you or someone you know has a story that they would like to share, uh, please contact us on social media at Forest Digital Network. Have a great rest of your day, guys. And that was this week's episode of Rooted. Thank you so much to Shelby Price for joining me and talking about topics that matter to Huntington University students. Please remember to subscribe to Rooted and listen to Forest Radio on 105.5 WQHU. 
Stay rude, H.U.